Alright, got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Alright. We are now back uh, from break. I hope you guys had a wonderful stretch break, little tiny lunch break. I just made myself um, some tuna fish and had a wrap with it. Um, I needed something. The water was not going to, uh, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. The water was not going to like help me get through the rest of this. Uh, which the rest of this uh, podcast or live stream is definitely going to be talking about the New Japan Cup. Um, this is gonna do it like this, just because. Uh, this is from the Sport of Pro Wrestling. Uh, if you follow at Chris Samsa, at the Chris Samsa um, on Twitter, um, he does. Um, like annual like March Madness type of things um with like the New Japan Cup and stuff like that. So uh I was thinking of entering it. Uh I did download one of the files just so that way I can see how it looks and how um you know to get my stuff organized and it's fantastic. It really is. It is fantastic. Um and so let me see if I can uh see if I can no, it's not going to work. Or maybe it is going to work. Um, no, it's not going to work. Okay, so we're going to have to deal with this for a bit, um, where I'm going to have to do this for you guys and whatnot. Uh, for everyone listening on the audio side, um, it is a PDF picture of the New Japan Cup of 2022 where we have uh, brackets on my left and then brackets on the right. And I'll try to make it, uh, you know, for you guys to understand what you're uh, listening to. And you can envision it. Um, this PDF is from the Sport of Pro Wrestling, like I said. Follow at the, at the Chris Sampson um, Twitter handle um, and you guys can enter in if you want to. Uh, for that. Um, so we're going to start on the left-hand side, um, and I'm going to go through who's going to be there and like my picks um, and why I picked who I picked. Uh, so let's zoom in for a little bit um, so that way you guys can see it. Uh, remember, there are 48 guys in this, um, you know. So we have uh, Okada taking on El Desperado in round one. Okada is our IWGP World Heavyweight Champion of New Japan Pro Wrestling. So it's just fitting that I just decide to move him over to round two because it doesn't make any sense for Desperado to have that win over the champion of the company, even though Stranger Things have definitely happened, like Honma getting a fucking victory in the beginning of the year and Master Wado getting a victory over Desperado. Master Wado becoming tag team champions with um, Taguchi. So, you know, weird things have happened in this company, but I don't think that they're going to have their golden boy, Okada, lose to Desperado. So, naturally, Okada goes over to uh, round two. Sorry, technical difficulties. <laughs> And so we go down to the next one. We have Yano versus Taichi. Now, if you have been listening to my podcast for a while, I have been reviewing New Japan Pro Wrestling, and every time there is a Yano match of any kind, 
this motherfucker cheats like a Bullet Club member. And so, you know, I always wondered why Yano is not a Bullet Club member. Because he cheats like a Bullet Club member. And so, this is why this match here, Yano versus Tai Chi, is a little bit um, tricky. Because Tai Chi is a very good wrestler. And he's a very good tag team partner. Yano is good too. And Yano does things that you're like, fuck Yano, right? Because uh, every time he wins, I'm just like, fuck Yano. Like, this, uh. However, because Yano is in this, um, I moved Yano over to win over Tai Chi because I know there's going to be some type of fucking shenanigans in his match. Any type of shenanigans. Like, if you guys were watching... Um, a couple days ago, they had Yano versus uh, Suzuki in a dog cage match. And you thought that Suzuki was going to handcuff Yano in that dog cage and like close the door and win the match. Nope. Fucking Yano managed to handcuff Suzuki in that dog cage and like win the match. Because Yano be doing shit that's like, bro, like, what are you doing? always cheating and gets away with it. And so this is why I think for this matchup, uh, Yano's going to go over. Yano's going to go over to uh, round two. And unfortunately, Tai Chi is not going to advance. Um, I have no idea if anyone is sending me messages. Nah, okay, so... The next one, oh, and by the way, if you don't see my cursor on the screen, don't worry about it. Um, it's because, you know, the last time that I was doing this, like to share my screen with you guys, with Raid Shadow Legends, I couldn't do anything. My computer almost froze. So, you know, not showing the uh, cursor. The next matchup is Nagata taking on Goda. This is going to be a really great match between the both of these guys. Nagata... He's in his 50s, heading to 60s, and he's uh, putting on some really great matches with uh, these guys. And it's really great to have him back into the ring. Goto is um, an amazing singles wrestler and also a tag team wrestler. And, you know, we all know his history and shit like that. As much as, you know, veterans are good and everything, my pick is Goto to move on to round two, uh, just because I think they're going to give it to, to Goto. Uh, the next match is Sima taking on Taka Michinuku. Um, I really do not think that Taka is going to uh, advance in this um, tournament at all. They brought him back. Um, and <clears throat> so far, you know, he's been taking his lickings, his beatings, um, just because of the shit he pulled in the past. And that's why he wasn't with New Japan for a while. Um, and then coming back, even though it's like, almost with like open arms. Um, you know, I just feel like he has that stigma still with him. And uh, Seema is part of uh, Gleet and Strong Hearts because uh, he has a team with, with the other two buddies. And it's always great to see him back in the ring. Uh, my pick is definitely going to be Seema going over to round two. Next match, we have Tanahashi which you guys saw in the beginning of, uh, you know, the New Japan mobile game, um, you know, Tanahashi, the ace, uh, taking on Yo. 
as much as Yo is very good in the ring and he's part of chaos and uh, he's still young in the business, I see Tanahashi going over. Uh, usually, you know, Tanahashi would put over the young guys and everything. But for this type of tournament, um, something that Yo is probably not used to in a way. Um, Tanahashi has the experience edge over this. So Tanahashi is going to, for me, Tanahashi is going to be going over to the second round. Then we have uh, Naito taking on Yudro. And you guys know how I feel about Naito. As much as I respect the dude, and he could definitely, you know, tell a good story and have a really good in-ring performance, depending on like who he's wrestling. Um, <clears throat> Tanahashi, uh, Tanahashi, oh my God, I said it with so much like passion. I meant to say Naito still has those messed up knees, and eventually he said he might consider retiring at forty, and he's almost. Pushing 40, so I don't think Naito's going to go any further. I do think that Yudro is going to get the win over Naito. And yes, that's the same Yudro from Bullet Club. In the next matchup, it is Makabe versus Jeff Cobb. This is a no-brainer. Jeff Cobb is going to uh, round two just because. Uh, Makabe is just there to help people, just to help the wrestlers. The next one is Honma taking on Yoshihashi. Again, even though Honma got a victory in the beginning of the year in New Japan Pro Wrestling, that does not mean that he's probably going to get a victory over Yoshihashi in this New Japan Cup. If he does, then, man, I am going to be wrong. Like, I was wrong in the first New Japan Cup that I ever tried um, to try to pick my favorites and everything, and that didn't go well. Um, Yoshihashi's okay. He's not really my favorite. I get it. You know, he's really good, but he's not my favorite. But I will put him over to go to round two of the New Japan Cup. Okay, so we did the left side of the first rounds. <clears throat> We're going to move over to second round. And um, you guys might end up seeing who I have already to pick, but it's okay. Um, probably not. So... <clears throat> We are currently now on the right side of the New Japan Cup uh, list. We were originally going to have Kota Ibushi versus Great Okan. However, not too long ago, Kota Ibushi injured himself against um, Okada in the G1 finals where he like dislocated and like separated. He basically messed up his arm. I don't know the... I don't remember the technical way for it or the technical name for it, but he really did mess up his arm. And, um, you know, they basically had him out of action. Uh, he's going to physical therapy. Uh, he's getting, you know, better each day. And New Japan Pro Wrestling thought that he was going to be good. Turns out that the trainers uh, reevaluated him and pulled him from uh, March 1st, March 1st, which over there in Japan, they're having uh, their 50th um match celebration anniversary type of thing going on and they pulled him from that and they pulled him from the New Japan Cup so what that means is that Kota Ibushi is completely out of the New Japan Cup and that means that the Great Okan automatically moves to round two via forfeit and look who I have here Great Okan 
in the second round because I really think that uh, Kota Ibushi is not 100% and I kind of felt that he wasn't 100%. And so, you know, because they had to pull him, Great Khan automatically goes to round two. Um, the next match we have Ryohei, which I'm probably mispronouncing his name wrong. Um, taking on Zack Zaber Jr. Uh, Riho is I don't even say I don't think that's how you pronounce the first one, but uh, that is a young lion. Uh, or is it white? Ryo? No, Rio. Then, um, I have not heard their names a lot. The the the, the young lions have. Harder names, to be honest, uh, than the original uh, um, uh, Young Lions. Okay. Uh, so, Zach David Jr. is automatically going to round two. Like, the Young Lion is not going to go that far. Next, we have another Young Lion, Yuto taking on Hinare. Aaron Hinare of the United Empire. He's going to round two. There's no doubt about that. Um... You know, I'm happy that he's in this tournament, though. Next, we have Bushi taking on Will Ospreay. Uh, this is a no-brainer. I have Will Ospreay going to the second round uh, just because Will Ospreay is on that chase to uh, get the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship title back because he was never pinned or submitted for it, so he had to give it up and vacate it. Maybe this is his redemption. Next, we have Ishii taking on Shingo. This was a hard one for me to pick because both of these guys are going to go into this match as a fight more than maybe a wrestling match. Uh, Ishii is that stone pit bull that, you know, we all love. And then when he looks at you, he's like, you know, giving you daggers to your fucking soul and you feel it. Um, and then we have Shingo, who was a really good champion for what New Japan needed him to be. Um, and Shingo is really good, uh, inside and outside the ring. And he really brings the fight. He really embodies that, uh, New Japan, uh, Lions, uh, spirits. So basically I decided to pick Shingo to move over to round two. And then I'll explain why, um, I basically did that when I got there. We have Chase Owen, Chase Owens, sorry. We have Chase Owens taking on Jado. Um, Chase has yet to say a word about this whole Bullet Club tor uh, turmoil and about what happened. And I wonder why. I wonder, wonder why. Either way, I had Chase uh, moving over to uh, second round. I do not think that Jado is going to win this match against uh, Chase. Um, if he does, that's going to be amazing. That's going to be a uh, surprise and different. Uh, but I do not think that Jado is going to, uh, you know, win against Chase. Um, I think Jado is going to put Chase over and then Chase is going to go over to second round. We have uh, Taguchi versus Evil. This is a no-brainer too. Evil is winning. I just put Evil over in the second Um round due to story and i'll get to story when i get to the second round but taguchi is not going to go very far the next match for uh round one and the last match for round one is uh 
Hiromu taking on Sho. Sho is the latest member to House of Torture, which House of Torture is a subgroup of Bullet Club. Um, Sho has been doing wonderfully as a Bullet Club member and as a House of Torture guy. Um, I am really impressed with him, and I think that he's starting to get more comfortable in being like a heel type of role. But right now, you could definitely say that the story between Hiromu and Sho is basically like Hiromu is very bright and colorful and very, um, you know, the light. And then you have Sho being the darkness and the cheating and everything. So that dynamic is going to clash and we're going to get an amazing match. However, I do not think that Sho is going to advance. As much as I like Sho, appreciate Sho, um, I am rooting for Hiromu here to go over to the second round because Hiromu needs like something. Um, he needs something so that way he can make moves and go after bigger titles and stuff like that. Sho is still in like, I don't want to say the learning phase, but he's still developing and whatnot. So, you know, and also he's still, he should still be six men, uh, six men never open weight tag team champion anyway. So, um, Sho is doing quite fine for himself. Around not so much. All right. We're going to go back to the other side of the board. Um, and talk about the second uh, round matches uh, just because, you know, there's a story. There's a story. There's always a story when it comes to, um, you know, New Japan and all that kind of stuff. Um, of course, you can see all the rest of my answers, but, you know, you don't know why I put them like that. So this is why you got to, you know, just go along with me, even though you can see on the other side uh, why I have who I have here. So for round two, we're going to have Okada versus Master Wado. Master Wado has definitely improved a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And so, you know, when you go against someone like Okada, you know, not only is that like, you know, the best thing in the world, but given Master Wado's like level and what he's doing, he's currently a tag team champion with Taguchi. Um, you know, that's not going to be enough to beat someone like Okada who has all the experience and life experience and stuff like that. So Okada is going to be moving to the third round because of all that experience. Our next matchup is Yano versus Tenzan. This is a no brainer. Yano is moving to the next round because Yano does things that, you know, gets him away with shit. Um, and Tenzan has a buy-in, so Tenzan automatically went to uh, round two. Next, we have the matchup of Goto versus Dick Togo. I do not think Dick Togo is uh, going to the next round. If Dick Togo goes to the next round, this is going to be very interesting. Uh, just because Bullet Club is just up in the air and House of Torture is doing their own thing. But um, Dick Togo is definitely not. Goto, um, you know fights and gets himself out of situations where you think that, you know, is very bleak, but, um, Goto is going over to the next round. That's how I see it. Um, then we have Sinma versus, uh, Yoshinobu. Uh, this is going to be a very interesting matchup the way that I have it. Um, I just think that Sima is going to go over to the third round just because, um, Yoshinobu is okay. 
um, you know, I don't know if they're if they're gonna have anything for him, um, in uh like New Japan Pro Wrestling as much, um, but yeah, I don't see him advancing too much in New Japan Pro Wrestling. I do see Sima um doing that. Um, so we have uh Tanahashi taking on Bad Luck Fale. Bad Luck Fale uh has a buy into the second round. And like I said, Tanahashi uh, won for the previous one. Um, this was a little bit tricky to pick only because, you know, I want story, right? So this story that I want to happen is that um, Bad Luck Fale is going to have to say something about Jay White turning on Tama. And yes, if you guys do not know, if you guys go on njpw1972.com and go to the roster page um, and basically click on factions. Um, I can confirm that Tama and Loa are no longer part of the Bullet Club faction. Um, they might be under G.O.D. I didn't give that a look, which I should have gave it a look. But, um, you know, the thing is... Hold on. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, so I gotta talk to you guys for a second. <laughs> um, no, that's not what I want to do. Uh, I should. We gotta we gotta get this we gotta get this Adam Cole thing out of here. Um, let me see if I can. All right, so, oh, maybe this was better to do. Okay, but I'm going to go back to the other one in a second. Um, but I got, we got to talk, right? You got, I want you guys to, like, see my face and all this kind of stuff, right? So, in, on the website for uh, 1970, uh, no, I'm, I'm messing up right now. Uh, on the New Japan website. Uh, they basically list all the wrestlers that work for New Japan Pro Wrestling that are signed. Um, obviously, uh, Tama and Loa are still there. However, um, you know, if you've been watching the past couple of live streams, I've been saying that, you know, Tama and Loa are not kicked out of Bullet Club. Like, that, that, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, but I guess now it's true that they are kicked out of Bullet Club and the way that Jay White did it that, you know, they kicked out. But it doesn't make any sense because of the, the terms and conditions that was talked about uh, during the promo buildup is totally different from what they decided to do because they have mentioned, well, the Good Brothers have mentioned if they beat G.O.D., that means that they killed Bullet Club. That doesn't technically mean that they kicked out uh, the Gorillas of Destiny. And so, um,
Tama, tama, tanga. really need you guys to help me get my own little like studio so I'm not bothered by anybody but yeah to continue on with that um as per the good brothers when they were doing the promo battle and the promo build-up they said that if they um win against god they kill bullet club they kill the thing that they created now first of all Bullet Club, like, 101, is that Bad Luck Fale, Prince Devitt, Carl Anderson, and um, Tama was the original four until it blew up and grew, and this is what we got, like, today, right? So, you know, Carl Anderson says that if they uh, defeat uh, G.O.D., that, you know, they kill Bullet Club. That does not mean they kick them out. And just because Switchblade decided to use his moniker of being a switchblade and, you know, attacking Tama, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that Tama and Loa are out. It looked like more like Jay separated himself from uh, Bullet Club and like G.O.D. to start his own thing. But as it turns out, I was completely wrong, I guess. So we're going to go with the narrative that, yeah. Um, Loa and Tama are not part of Bullet Club anymore, and you can definitely see that on the New Japan website. So that's not me making up anything. Um, that's me doing research and looking for more clues as to why the fuck this happened. Um, I'm not sure if like the writing was on the wall the whole time. Maybe it was. Um, I've been so invested in you know the buildup behind. Jay White and what it means that he's, you know, switchblade and all that and like a character spotlight. And, you know, that's why I coined the phrase of Jay White does Jay White things and, you know, trying to piece it all together. Um, in on Impact, he said that he removed dead weight, uh, calling Tama and Aloha dead weight. But it's like, are they really dead weight? Were they really dead weight? Were they a... Were they a threat to whatever Jay wanted to do? I mean, he could have just talked to Tama about, you know, can we expand? Can we include these guys? Or, you know, you know, he did say that um, whatever uh, Tama dealt with the Young Bucks, obviously Jay didn't deal with that. So, you know, Jay doesn't see no ill will towards the Young Bucks, and that's why he would want to get them in there. Um but removing an OG, you know, just because he wants Bullet Club in, I guess, his image, because he still says it's still his era. I don't know if that could have been the writing on the wall when Gato said that, you know, when Gato and him came up with the still my era thing. Um, but I think I'm getting too far away from like what I really want. So what I really want in story is, you know, Bad Luck Fale to address this because you have three OGs left in a sense. Now it's two. Now it's one. 
uh, one being bad luck falling. Um, you know, the other thing too is that Carl decided to leave. Carl and uh, Gallows left for greener pastures, and so basically, by the time that they left, AJ had came in, and then AJ had left, and Kenny Omega assumed um, the role for Bullet Club, and then we have this thing of Jay White and Evil after that for like leaders, and so um, you know because. Carl left the way that he left. Um, you basically give up your position and any type of say is something that you might have started, but your ass left. So like, it made no sense to me at all, like story-wise. Like, he fucking left. Like, why are you fucking interested in killing Bullet Club? And yes, it can get tiring um, because Bullet Club has been so exhausted um, and it's the longest running, biggest stable there is. NWO was like that too, but then NWO killed themselves. Um, and that's why they tanked. Um, other than that, like, uh, you know, I just don't, some of the story pieces just don't add up and I'm just going to have to accept it until like more comes out. But yeah, um, Tom and Lola are not part of Bullet Club anymore. Uh, so I think, you know, maybe, uh, New Japan was in on it, um, because to remove them from there, uh, it's kind of weird. Um, but we'll see what happens. Uh, but I really do want, like, Balak Fale to say something just because, like, he was there from the beginning. Um, you know, he has a lot of say. He has, he should have a lot of pull. Like, just because, you know, certain guys, uh, don't really say much or they're not like leaders or whatever. Like you got to consider the foundation of how everything started and really know who's the leader are. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's switch back to this. And I really hope all that made sense. Um, cause I'm still trying to piece it all together. So here, um, against, you know, Tanahashi versus Balak Fale, as much as that would be a very nice, uh, match, I need, uh, Balak Fale to go over to the next round. Um, next we have Yujiro taking on Gato, and this is this Bullet Club versus Bullet Club. Um, we know that Gato is not going to advance, um, so Yujiro is going to go over to advance. The only um, New Japan, oh no, not, no, the only Bullet Club member to really show interest in like this whole story of like what the fuck is happening is uh, Jada. Gato hasn't said anything. Gato has not even praised his number one asset in New Japan Pro Wrestling, which is Jay White for what he did. Um, even though Gato probably doesn't really use social media like that. But, you know, just something or anything to keep this story going so that way there's no dead time between, like, now and whenever Tama and Loa get back over here to the States to sort of fix everything. Because now we really do have to worry about, you know, what is Jay going to do against Hikaleo that's out here? 
Um, and he's basically by himself. He would have had Chris Bay with him, but Chris Bay decided to side with Switchblade to, you know, learn under him. And I can't fault. I can't fault Chris Bay for that either. So, you know, I'm not really mad at Chris for doing that. But just in the idea of everything, like, you know, uh, there's a lot of things we have to worry about. Um, in this in this instant, uh, like I said, Gato has not said a word. And you would think that Gato would have praised or congratulated, you know, Jay or something, because he always does, um, you know, be interesting. Uh, but I really do think that in this matchup, uh, Yujo is going to go over. Gato is not going to go far. The next one I have, Cobb versus Kojima. Um, Cobb is winning this one. Um, as much as Kojima has really been on a roll and uh, really has been dominant and really good in the ring, um, Cobb is going to go over uh, to, to the next round. And then we have um, Yoshihashi taking on another young lion. In uh, Fugida, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, but Yoshihashi is going over. Like, the Young Lions are not going to advance. All right, let's go over to round two. Um, just because. Um, yeah. Okay, I was like, I'm I'm a little confused. Okay. Um, anyway. All right, so we already know that the Great Okan uh, advanced because uh, forfeit by Kota Ibushi. Uh, so I would think that the Great Okan versus Taiji Ishimori um, I'm going to have the Great Okan go over to round three. Um, I think I'm showing you guys way too much. Oh, probably not. Um, just because, uh, Taiji and El Phantasma have to fix their differences. Uh, and when I get to El Phantasma, I think he's in this. Um, I will explain a little bit more. The next matchup is Zach Zabra Jr. versus Doki. Zack Zaber Jr. is winning uh, that one because he's a great technical wrestler, and I don't really see Doki going um, that far. Doki puts in a lot of work the same way that Bushi puts in a lot of work for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, one of these days, Doki and uh, Bushi really need their fucking flowers from New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, just because of all the shit that they take. Next, we have Hinari versus Sonata. This is a rubber match, no matter what you say, because they're one and one right now. They should still be one and one. Um, I do think that last time it should have been Hanari versus Sonata rather than the Great Okan versus Sonata, which was like a couple months ago. Um, but this is um the the rubber match. Sonata is our IWGP US heavyweight champion. And I really think that by the grace of the New Japan gods that Hinari goes over into round three. And if Hinari gets a massive win over Sonata, Hinari better fucking challenge Sonata for that IWGP United States. All right. OBS cut off. I'm so sorry. So like I was saying that, you know, I will always um push for the guys that, you know, 
want to improve and put in the work and, you know, may do a little bit of everything in their hustle game to get their name out there as a professional wrestler. Um, and so, you know, I try my best to be like, Hey, you guys should, you know, be following Hanare and, uh, you know, supporting him in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I have, you know, previous podcast episodes where I talk about, you know, his matches and stuff like that. And, you know, he's a very great fit for the United Empire. Uh, so, you know, my pick, and this is me just being a fan, um, I respect Sonata and congratulations again to Sonata for winning his first ever New Japan title. However, you know, um, Hinari just strikes me as the all-around person. And yes, while he is uh, young in his New Japan career, um, that doesn't mean that, you know, New Japan can't take a chance on him the day that he decides to challenge Sonata for that IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship title. So Hinari moves over to round three. And the next one is Osprey versus El Fantasmo. And this one is going to be um, kind of interesting. Uh, El Fantasmo has not been able to use his super kick, which is called sudden death, after he has been exposed that he had a metal plate in there all along and that that was the reason why he was winning all those matches. And because he has been exposed, he doesn't know how to process that or deal with that. So whenever he's in a match with someone else or it's like a tag team match, he would want to, and he would try to use the sudden death move, which is the super kick, but then chicken out and then Taiji has to pick up the slack and end up doing his finisher. So that way they can win the match. Um, and Taiji has not been very, very happy about this. And so I think him, meaning El Fantasmo fighting uh, Osprey, you know, it might make El Fantasmo pull out a super kick to Osprey, but he might overthink it and not use it. And then Osprey would pick up the victory because Osprey um, is very good at taking advantage of, you know, mistakes and things that people make. Um, you know, it makes his job a lot easier. Uh, he's very technical, as we know, and uh, he strikes first and then, you know, if he wants to ask questions later. Uh, but Osprey is back on that chase to get the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship title, but this cup may not be that place for that. You know, he'll get some momentum, but his redemption is probably going to, you know, uh, take a little while longer. Uh, but I do think that this is going to be filled with a lot of story and it's going to be filled with a lot of inner conflict with El Fantasmo's part. So professional wrestlers out there, even the young aspiring professional wrestlers, if you want to learn how to do good character development where there's layers to everything, you basically study El Fantasmo. You can study every every other wrestler. I do have other recommendations, but for the sake of like this story here, El Fantasmo deals with some pretty internal um, problems. And the main one is, can he still be as good as he was, even though he was exposed? Because we all know how it feels to sort of be exposed. And so, like, you know, you have that feeling and you don't know if you're going to ever be good enough. You don't know if people are really going to go back and support you because, you know, you've been exposed. And so I just think that his inner conflict um, story arc right now is fucking fantastic. Um, and you know, this matchup is definitely gonna 
add some more layers to it, add some more complications to it. Um, just because, you know, El Fantasma has to go back in there and think that he's still the best that he is. He's a really good wrestler and everything. And because he joined Bullet Club, of course, Bullet Club tactics means that you cheat and you do weasel things and stuff like that. But this might be a wake-up call for El Fantasma, um, just for another character layer to be added. Uh, because not too long ago, um, El Fantasmo did let it slip out that uh, he texted Jay about what Jay did, and we still have no other follow-up on that. So, you know, that's your first person to really ask and interrogate if you're Tama, if you want answers as to what the fuck is going on. I do think that in this whole Bullet Club storyline that um, we are going to get... Uh, some really juicy stories where um, after this, El Fantasmo might end up heading to the States and siding with Jay White and siding with whoever Jay has aligned himself with um, just because it will give El Fantasmo a little bit more exposure. And I think that uh, even though uh, El Fantasmo has been saying that he wants to jump into the heavyweight division, he has yet to really do that. They, uh, New Japan has not really... Uh, brought him into that. Uh, if he goes over to the States and teams up with Jay White and getting all of these victories and, you know, getting all this momentum and showing um, New Japan that he could do it, you know, he'll make he'll make himself be that much more valuable when New Japan gives him the call and be like, all right, cool, we're going to put you in the heavyweight division and you're going to go after the title or something like that. Um, so I think that for character-wise and character development for El, for, um, El Fantasmo is that after this arc, because he has been exposed with the metal plate here in New Japan Pro Wrestling, but if you bring that over to the States and you ask either a casual fan or a AEW Impact and or WWE fan, they might not know the story. So he could start over here in the States as a new slate. Without the metal playing in his boot, um, as a new slate over here, because he's going to be introduced to an audience that may not know the story um, over there in New Japan Pro Wrestling. So um, I think that will help his character better and just create like another new layer for that. Um, so I hope all that made sense. Um, yeah, so I think that after his match in the New Japan Cup, it's not going to go as well because he has been tarnished here in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And New Japan Pro Wrestling knows about the storyline. But like I said, if you ask a AEW fan, Impact fan, WWE fan, MLW fan, um, they may not know the complete story and they may not like be interested or cared about it. So send them over to the States. Build them up in the States. Have him go around the indie circuit and like, fight everybody, defeat everybody, do it the Bullet Club way, but also do not do it the cheating way of Bullet Club if he wants to be taken seriously of being like a heavyweight contender. So his value and worth is going to grow here in the States, and then New Japan Pro Wrestling Management will probably see that and give him a call and be like, hey, we know that you um always wanted to like be in the heavyweight division so why don't you come back over here? We got a spot. We got something for you. And bam, come back over. And he gets to be in the division that he wants to be in. Um, I think that's a very good like character growth. 
um, because he has been working hard. Um, he manages to get the tag team gold with Taiji, but you know, he wants something more. And if New Japan can trust you to push the company forward by grabbing the tag team titles, the never titles, the IWGP US title, then you know they could be like, all right, you could be champion one day too, because you're able to push the company. So that's how I kind of see it, and that's how I kind of break it down. Um, our next matchup is uh Shingo versus uh Tungaloa. Now, this was hard, all right? Like, I want Loa to, you know, advance and do amazing things. I really do. Like, you know, for Tama and Loa to, like, go out there and, like, just kill it. Um, Loa was amazing um, in the G1 and then also in World Tag League. And, you know... He just seems like a very, uh, I don't know why I want to use the word simple. I was going to say he, he seems like a very simple soul, um, but a very quiet uh, soul where he doesn't really go after trolls or whatever, you know, it doesn't really bother him. Um, he just seems like a very nice down to earth uh, person uh, like Tama. But Tama, on the other hand, if you like, you know, cross that line, um, it's all fire. That's all it is. Um, so this was really hard to choose. Uh, I don't know if like Shingles is fantastic. Loa is fantastic. Um, I would like Loa to, you know, kick it into like third gear to really show off what he can do. Um, and I think that him fighting against Shingo, which these are my picks, um, will show us that. I just think that Shingo will have that little bit of edge over Loa. And I'll explain why I didn't put Loa in the bracket to go over to the next one. Uh, next we have Chase versus Tiger Mask. This is um, a no-brainer. Um, Chase is going to be going over to the next round. Um, because, you know, it's Tiger Mask. Uh, no disrespect to Tiger Mask, but yeah. Next, we have the match that needs to happen because uh, Evo got a victory over Tama during the G1, I believe. And then also in the tag team match of Tama and Loa taking on Evil and um, I forgot who the other one was. Uh, but yeah. Um, so this match of Evil versus Tama, this is one that needs to happen. Uh, Tama has said before that, um, you know, he's not sure if he could trust Evil, but both him and Evil created a deal. Um, I'm not sure what that deal is. Uh, So yeah, I am not sure what that deal is. Um, it might be, you know, taking over Bullet Club and being leader. It might be that, or it could be something else. It might end up being something else now that everything has happened. Um, and again, Evo did not say anything about Jay turning on Tama. Um, no one has really been vocal about it, except for Tama, 
and Tama going dark. And, you know, that's a very bad place just because, you know, shit is about to pop off. Um, so evil in this match better not stand a chance. Tama better come in with, you know, guns blazing and take them out and win the match. Um, I think now it's time for, uh, Tama to really like get the shit out of people and like leave for the next one. Um, of course it does seem like, you know, they were turning face Tama and Loa and they were starting on a, uh, face run and that's because of the crowd, um, doing that. Uh, but this is a different case where, you know, your family turns on you and with like no talk beforehand, nothing beforehand. And then all of a sudden you're there to defend for yourself. And the only person that you can trust is yourself. Um, you know, so let me just, you know what? I'm going to have to come back to this side to round three, just because, you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself with story picking. Um, but yeah, evil versus Tama, Tama needs to go over. He needs this. Um, evil doesn't need it. Next we have Hiromu versus Suzuki. This one's a little difficult to pick. I would like Suzuki to go over, but, um, I just decided to pick, um, Hiromu for the, uh, time being. I don't really have like a story for this one. All right, we're going to round three now. Are we going to round three? Yeah, we're going to round three. Um, this is just going to be very, very simple. Um, but before that, let's take a quick break. All right, I'm back. Um, so, yeah. Um, now we're at round three, where uh, I guess I tell you a little bit more story bits and stuff like that. Um, so we have Okada facing Goto. Um, this is a no-brainer. They're going to give us an excellent match. I know that. But Okada's going to move on to the uh, semifinals. And then the match after that, uh, we have Fale versus uh, Jeff Cobb. And... Um, Excuse me. Uh, this one's going to be hard hitting. Um, you know, my pick is for Fale to go over. Um, and that's only because of story wise. Uh, the biggest, hottest story right now is the Bullet Club drama. Um, there's no other storylines that are popping out. We have, um, we don't have any, uh, distension in, um, wait, did I use that word right? <laughs> Um, I should know if I use that word right. Um, okay. Yeah. So, you know, the United, the United Empire doesn't have any dissension, um, amongst each other. So they're not really, they don't have a storyline per se. Uh, Jeff Cobb, uh, has been doing a wonderful job. Uh, leaning United Empire and getting wins and victories and just proving uh, to everyone in the world why he's an all-around athlete. Um, and he's one of my favorite to watch. So don't think that by me having Fale go over, you know, this is just for Bullet Club. Like, no, I usually do these things because, you know, I enjoy story. If no other um, 
faction is really having story than like, you know, the hottest thing we're talking about is Bullet Club. We're not talking about United Empire. We're not talking about Chaos. We're not talking about Suzuki Goon. We're not talking about, you know, any other faction that New Japan has. So, you know, we're talking about Bullet Club. We're talking about, you know, Tom to make sure he's okay. We're talking about Jay White. Jay White is doing whatever the fuck he wants uh, because he says it himself that, you know, when you're Jay White, you get to do whatever you want. So this is the hottest topic. Um, again, no disrespect to, like, Jeff Cobb for me not having him move on. Um, I, like I said, I do these things from a story perspective. Um, if there was no story going into this, then I'd be, like, purely let's do it for the uh, the athletic ability. Um, so my pick is to have Fale go over because Fale is definitely going to be maybe an, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, an important character in this Bullet Club drama, because again, he is one of the founders of Bullet Club. So he was there from the very beginning. So, you know, he has say, and the fact that you took out someone else that has say, which is Tama, that's not a very good thing. Like. First of all, you don't try to fuck over uh, Samoans, Tungans, uh, any type of Polynesians that, like, consider family family. Like, once they bring you in, feed you, and make sure that, you know, you have somewhere to, like, sleep, you're practically family. You know, Tama brought in Jay White. JY was family, but, you know, I think he got a little too greedy and then decided to stab Tama in the back and wasn't fulfilled in something. And instead of talking about it, it's just like, oh, fuck you, Tama, you're to the, you're to the side. And you're out of Bullet Club, the same thing with your brother. And Fale is still in there. And it's like, you know, Fale should have at least um, been the most, like, upset about this. Uh, you don't throw family to the curb, in a sense. It depends. That's a very loaded thing that I just said, but like it depends. But in this case for Bullet Club, because, you know, everyone is so nice. The ones I've met. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, just doesn't, it's not right, you know. So for story purposes, I would like Fale to go over to the semifinals. Um, and, you know, yeah, that's what I would like for story-wise. Because Fale is definitely going to be an important part in this whole story. Um, you know, there's no way that Fale would allow this to happen. Um, especially if you know that Fale and Tama are cousins. So it's like, you just disrespected family. It's the same way of like the mafia. If you disrespect family, like that's it. You know, you've made your bed, you're going to lie in it. Um... And we'll just see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, that's not what I want. Uh, let's go over to the other side for the round three matches. So I could talk about more story. We have the Great Ocon taking on Zack Zaber Jr. As much as I enjoy watching the Great Ocon and he has grown on me. And he has been very great in leading the United Empire when Will Ospreay was over in the UK recovering and also taking bookings in the UK. Um, as much as the great Ocon is a very great technical wrestler, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. is a great technical wrestler too. Um, it just depends whenever I'm watching, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. If I like the match or whatever, but Zack Sabre Jr.'s, um, transitions 
when he is uh, doing technical wrestling is above everyone else's. So I would say that Zack Sabre Jr. will move on to the next round, round three. Um, yeah. Um, the next matchup that I have here is... Hinari versus Osprey, uh, just because of the last two opponents that they had, I was just like, they're not really worthy of going over. Um, this is going to be a very interesting match if it happens this way. Um, this is all me fantasy booking for my picks for uh, the New Japan Cup and why I picked them. So, you know, I love Hinari. Osprey has won me over because of his maturity and, uh, you know, the way that he uh, wrestles now. So this one was a little hard to pick, but like I said, Tenari is still young in um his career, but this match would definitely help him um expand a little bit more in his knowledge. And you know, um unfortunately I'm gonna have to put Osprey over on this one, but uh, you know, I would really love to see Hinare wrestle guys that are out of his comfort zone. Not to say that he wrestles people in his comfort zone, but like New Japan Pro Wrestling has not allowed Hinari to really, like, fucking blossom. And that's what I really advocate for, like, these guys in New Japan is to have certain matches that will allow them to blossom and that will be a different um, way of looking at them. So, like, for example, right? Because we're, we're, we're about to get down to, like, you know, the other matches where it's uh, Tama and Loa and whatnot, like, uh, Tama and Loa are like the very best examples for when I say that, you know, some of these guys need to be challenged and get out of their comfort zone and like blossom. It's because of, you know, everyone remembered and everyone, you know, stood to the fact that Tama is a good tag team wrestler and they, and that's all they seen, uh, for years. Tama and Loa as a tag team, we have the Grizzlies of Destiny, and that's why fans are like, ooh, I love the Grizzlies of Destiny, they're my favorite tag team, and they just love everything about them. And then the moment that they had their singles moments on the G1 circuit, you saw a drastic change, and you saw that, you know, these guys blossomed in something that you don't really see them uh, do a lot, which is singles uh, matches. So, you know, that's what I mean. You throw certain guys into certain situations where you can, you know, see that they're going to blossom. And then if you just throw them in there and then they don't blossom, you're like, all right, cool. You need some time still. But, you know, that's what I mean with like Hinare. Um, I don't know if we're ever going to get a matchup of Hinari versus Osprey, but imagine in my fantasy booking you know, on New Japan Pro Wrestling with the New Japan Cup. There's a lot of acronyms that go through my head. So <laughs> sometimes my brain's a little bit faster than, any, than anything else. But um, we may never see a matchup like Hinare versus Osprey. Um, it may never get to that. So, you know, if my fantasy booking comes true, that would be amazing. But, you know, um, this is something different because Osprey has all this experience and he's 28. Yeah, he should be 28. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, we'll talk about my age in another uh, video, but um, yeah, so anyway, uh, my friends don't know that I'm streaming, <laughs> so um, 
you know, Osprey has all this experience and he's 28 and he like traveled the world and, uh, you know, he has that experience. Hinari has experience too. Like I'm never going to take anything away from this guy. Like he's always fucking improving as well as everyone else. And like I said before, he's a very good fit for United Empire. Um, and he's definitely a good, like muscle fit. Um, and also a good ass kicker too. So, you know, he'll give Osprey a run for his money. And because he's like really close with Osprey because they're in the team, it's just okay. So the reason why I had that face in the way I said it is because it was just stupid in my head uh to say that, yeah, Hinari's really close with Osprey. Like, all right. Um, but Hinari has definitely like studied and supported um you know osprey and everything that's what the united empire kind of does anyway so you know hinari will know like some of osprey's weaknesses um but not everything but i really do think that hinari versus osprey will be a very good matchup and hinari will definitely give osprey a run for his money but in the end um experience will prevail in this one um and osprey will go over to the next round um so yeah um the next match is shingle versus chase um you know as much as chase says that he's been in new japan for a while and he's been in bullet club for a while i am still going to question why he never said anything about tama being kicked out um if my brain is still like, if Tama got kicked out. Um, it's still one of those things where you just can't still believe it or wrap your head around it. Um, this is going to be a very interesting match if it is uh, Shingo versus Chase. Uh, but my pick is definitely going to be Shingo going over to the next round. Um, and then the next one is going to be Tama versus Hiromu. As much as I love Hiromu, uh, like I said, Tama needs this. As a story element and a story-driven um, New Japan Cup, Tama fucking needs this. Um, you know, he showed what he was capable of in the G1. And yeah, he called out JY by saying that, like, you know, you should be here if you want to, you know, talk big and talk your shit. And then he told him to, like, you know, watch, you know, you know, watch the throne. Um, so... You know, Tama's out here putting in the work with uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling by entering into this tournament. And, you know, if he wins this tournament, in my heart of hearts, I think that Tama is going to go all the way and win the New Japan Cup. Um, and if he does, he has the biggest amount of bragging rights to Jay White. So, you know, this is why Tama needs it. Tama needs it for story-driven purposes. And now, um, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to talk about this story right here because um, there's a reason why. You know, now that I think about it. Chase had the victory over Tanahashi. Right? They gave him a victory over Tanahashi. Tanahashi is starting to put over certain... Um, no, he's not really trying to put over certain Bullet Club guys. He just put over Chase for some reason. Um, I'm just thinking back to when Tama has said that Tanahashi gave him the thumbs up for the G1. Um, 
And so, all right. So imagine if I did not put Shingo in there and it's Chase uh, versus uh, Tama, right? Like, hold on. Can I? No. Just for the sake of this, to entertain us, right? Because I like, I like certain puzzles. Okay, I don't like every type of puzzle, but like this type of puzzle, when it comes to uh, story, um, I I like I like this type of puzzle, uh, where I can you know piece it together uh, from everything that I know. That's why, like you know, my streamline talking ability may you know say all the you knows and, you know, you know this, you know that, you know that. Uh, and, you know, just thinking too fast, uh, it's because I get a joy out of trying to figure these things out for story. But if you give me a game where there is a notable, uh, you know, um, puzzle to do, no, you better, you better figure out that puzzle for me because that's, you know, I like these puzzles better. Give me like New Japan shit, you know, New Japan tournaments and I'll figure it out. Um, so let's just entertain the idea that it is Chase versus Tama, right? Let's say that in some universe, Chase defeats Shingo um, and Chase goes over and now it's Chase versus Tama. Tama said you can't trust anybody. Tama said that Bullet Club betrayed him. There are multiple guys except for Jado to be quiet in Bullet Club that did not say anything on social media to help um, propel the story of this happening. Um, there was no questioning of Jay White. The only thing was that Kenta had come on and said, you know, uh, who should he choose? Like, who should he go with? And he wanted the opinions of fans. And obviously I was like, you got to choose Tama. But Tama over here is all like, if you have to question it, fuck you too. And I'm like, this guy is burning down every single fucking bridge. Um, which he has the right to do. He really does. Uh, but sometimes you need allies. Um, you know, too bad I'm not a wrestler, so I can't offer myself to be an ally, but this is the closest thing for me to be an ally for Tama and to be on Tama's side. As much as I am a Jay White fan, you know, that's fucked up to do. Um, you know, you don't, you don't bite the hand that feeds you, you know? Um, sure, Jay can get everything that he wants, but he's getting everything that he wants and more because he joined Bullet Club because Tama brought him in because he is the number one asset in all of wrestling. So Tama kind of helped out with that for him to get more than what he would have gotten if he would have just stayed with himself. You know, I'm just saying. But if we did have Chase Owens versus Tama, that would be a no-brainer for me for Tama to go over and defeat Chase and go over to the next round. If this did happen, we'll have a fantastic match. But um, that would mean that Tama would have to 
go through every Bullet Club member, defeat them, break Bullet Club down by defeating each and every one of them, and maybe, maybe rebuild it if he wants to rebuild it. Because essentially, Bullet Club is his and Fale's, and everyone else is just family and a guest in Bullet Club, if we really think about it. You know, um, you become family because you are, you basically, how can I say this? You relate to their motto, even though Bullet Club doesn't really have a motto. You know, all we do is just too sweet. Um, but you sort of relate to their ideology of you've always been an outcast. You've um, never fit in. And, you know, there's nowhere for you to go. And the only place that would take you is uh, Bullet Club. Um, and so that's why I've always connected with Bullet Club. And like I said, Tama and Fale are like the, the head of that, you know, the leaders of that. So imagine if we had Chase versus Tama, Tama goes over, so he defeats Bullet Club, a Bullet Club member. Um, and imagine if we had Tama versus Loa, because that shit can happen too, right? Like. Um, if we go back, if I had said that Loa defeats Shingo, Loa would have went over and then it would have been Loa versus Chase. Uh, that could have been up in the air, but you know, both Loa and, uh, Tama got burned. Um, one is just dealing with it different than the other. Uh, so imagine if here... Right? I'm just going to type in Loa. Um, so imagine if here, if we had uh, Loa versus Chase. Right? Um, I would say Loa goes over. Right? And... So let me just add that here. Uh, is there a way to the, oh, interesting. And you know, someone is probably going to tell me that I'm thinking about this too hard, but this is what professional wrestling does. And I'm basically like that, that meme of Charlie Day trying to figure out everything with the board and stuff. Like that's me. And this is why like, I love professional wrestling because I get to make up scenarios and be like, because of story driven, this is what we got to do. Um, you know, I, I love it. I really do. I really love it. So, okay. So we're going to cross out Chase's name there. Uh, just because I'm like, here's another scenario of what happens if Loa decide, like lower beat Shingo. And then now we have uh Loa versus Chase. And then Loa goes over and now we have Loa versus Tama. And one day in the universe, I really want Tama versus Loa as a singles match with nothing attached to it. Um, if it, if it's for a championship title, that's great. Um, if it's not for a championship title, then that's fine too. But I really enjoy watching both of these guys in the ring. And that's why I would want a one-on-one -on -one match. 
um, because they're just really that skilled um, in wrestling. Uh, so, you know, um, just imagine if, like, we had Loa versus Tama in the, in the New Japan Cup. Um, the trickiest thing to pick is who would win. Um, like I said before, Tama needs this. Tama needs the New Japan Cup more than anyone else in here. Um, again, no disrespect to anyone else in this, in this thing, but story-wise, Tama needs it. Um, I would think that if Loa goes over, if to go over to the finals, um, It'll help out in story, but the one that got burned the most is Tama. Loa got burned too. Um, he got burned by Chris Bay and uh, Doc Gallows, um, and took a really mean fucking choke slam on the outside. Um, but Tama is ready to set the world ablaze, and I really want to see where this goes. Um, so yeah, either way, however I would have done it for story wise. Tama would still go over no matter who it is. But for our original idea of Tama versus Shingo, Shingo's gonna be in a rude, is in for a rude awakening um, when it happens, if it happens this way. But Tama really needs to go over no matter what, because um, he needs to break down Bullet Club and maybe make it back to the way that it was. Uh, because, you know, it makes no sense that we have House of Torture, um, and it really seemed like he wasn't too hands-on with that. Like, he just allowed it to happen, to have House of Torture, but, um, you know, he might end up kicking out House of Torture, breaking down everything, and it's back to the basics. It's back to the basics of Tama, Loa, Fale, and Hikaleo. Uh, because they represent what Bullet Club is. They feel like a Bullet Club family. And then anyone else that comes in, um, sure, they could be considered family, but they would ultimately ultimately be considered guests. Like, that's how I would break it down in my head. That's how I would break it down, um, you know, for everything else. Uh, so, yeah, I really think that Tama needs to really go over. Um, all right, let's go to the... Semi-finals? Um, all right, so I'm going to have to show you all of this, right? So you guys could tell already that my champion is definitely going to be Tama, right? All right, so just hear me out on how I got here. Um, we'll have the... I am drawing on here for you guys. I should have a segment called Drawing with Marie. <laughs> Okada is going to take on Fale. And again, this is, uh, I, I got this PDF from the Sport of Pro Wrestling. So, you know, shout out to them um, or to him. It's one person, but yeah. Um, so Okada versus Fale, um, you know, that's going to be a very interesting matchup. Um I, the only reason why I have Fale to go that far is because, again, he has some claim and stake into this Bullet Club drama mess, right? Imagine if, like, he dethrones, or I can't really say dethrones because he's not going for the title against Okada, but imagine if he knocked out Okada and it's Okada versus, uh, and it's uh, Fale versus Tama. 
The two OGs of uh, Bullet Club or whatever left is a Bullet Club. The two OGs of Bullet Club fighting in the finals of New Japan Pro Wrestling or the New Japan Cup. That would be a crazy ass story because like I said, Tama needs this. Fale fighting Tama in the finals would definitely boost up the story and you know, he could definitely test to see if Tama's still there. If Tama can still, you know, carry Bullet Club like how he's been doing. Uh, he may not be carrying it the way that Jay White maybe wants him to carry it. But, you know, Fale has a very good sense of um, character judgment and just all-around judgment on people. Um, if you have not been watching the Lions War uh, series on New Japan World, you guys should. Um, that gives you a lot of insight to how Fale approaches his training and how he approaches the guys and just everything around. Uh, so, like, imagine if we did have Fale, um, rather than Okada here, it would be Fale um, versus the Tama. See, now I want to change my thing, but... Another story tidbit is that, oh, well, you know, let's, uh, let's go over here before I get into the story tidbit of why I would want Okada versus Tama. Um, we have Osprey, all right? I just want to draw. That's all I want to do. I want to draw. Uh, we have Osprey versus Tama. Um, these two will put on the best match ever. Um, and, you know... Obviously, Tama's gonna go over, uh, you know, just because of story-wise, I'm gonna keep saying that. So now we could talk about this here and why, oops, and why, um, you know, I would want Tama versus Okada. And that's because Tama has stake in this, he has a claim in this, and he beat Okada in the G1. And when you beat Okada, when you beat the Golden Boy, that gives you a little bit more freedom, that gives you a little bit more privilege, a little bit more pull in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And so Tama needs to um, fight him again. I'm not saying to like invoke um, his opportunity for that title, but imagine if he ends up being like, Okada, put that title on the line when I see you at the finals. That'd be fucking fantastic. Um, but I also think that this is another opportunity to prove that the first victory wasn't a fluke. Um, Okada, Okada's strategy is always, you know, he always improves if he fights the same person again. There's always some little trick that he uh, ends up doing where, like, he either gets the one up on his opponent or does something unique. Uh, I'm trying to remember what he did to Naito. Oh, uh, yeah. So... A good example of this is when he fought Naito at the uh, February 19th or the 20th of February for the um, 50th anniversary of uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. So, like, you know how uh, Naito does his uh, combination thing. Okada wasn't allowing Naito to fully late sweep him. So, Okada managed to get a good grounding and only, like, half. Um, got him uh down to the bottom, and he uh and he caught uh Naito coming in into the ring, 
um, and then decided to do the next sequence. So Okada studies his opponents to the best of his ability. So the first time around, Tama uh, got the victory over Okada. Then the second time around during Power Struggle, um, that's when Okada decided to beat Tama. So now they're one and one. So imagine if they meet in the final, um, you know, they both have a claim to why they would win. Uh, but like I said, Tama really needs this. And if Tama beats Okada again for the second time, then that means that, you know, he might as well go and challenge for the title and might as well like win the title. And if he does win the title, that is going to put a, you know, that's going to give Jay White maybe like a bruised ego or something, but that's going to be a strike at Jay because Jay really wants, you know, most likely he wants the title. If someone says they don't want the title, they're lying to you. Um, but Jay wants the title at one point or another. And so, you know, if Tama walks around with that IWGP World Heavyweight Championship title, man, um, is... Jay White going to do everything in his power to try to get it from Tama. And then Tama has a bigger claim to do that. Um, and, you know, maybe some people out there might say that, you know, Tama wants revenge. And maybe that's not the best way to go about for revenge, but it kind of is. It helps the story, especially if he's carrying around a championship title, you know, for a fact that Jay White wants. Uh, that Jay White would do everything in his power to get because that is the best prize in professional wrestling. It's the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship title. Now, going back to what happens if it's uh, Fale versus, uh, you know, um, Tama, that will be a battle that has a story of... That will be a story of um, Fale making sure that Tama is still in Bullet Club shape, G.O.D. shape. Like, mentally, he's there to carry on a group. That's if everything gets resolved and um, everything goes back to maybe the way it was. Um, or they start over and they start building a new reputable uh bullet club where there's not too many people where they can manage it all and everyone basically goes on their own ways um because sometimes you know you might need new people new faces in order to um rep bullet club feel different feel fresh that's why i'm not too upset at chris bay doing what chris bay did uh because you know chris is young and he has great wrestling ability, great storytelling ability. Um, he has potential to, you know, make it awesome. And I have um, all the faith in the world that like, he's going to be a really good storyteller. Um, you know, by him sort of going into the match and distracting the referee and, you know, the way he looked at, you know, Loa after Loa got choked Sam and he was saying that wasn't me. Yeah. Uh, Chris Bay is definitely going to uh, make some really good stories. And so that's why I'm not really upset at him for joining um, Jay White. And, you know, it just feels like a younger generation in Bullet Club. So maybe we needed this, but we didn't have to have it this way, you know? Um, but I really think that this might be the start of breaking down 
something that we all love, something that has a lot of baggage, a lot of history, and redoing it in the way that how it was supposed to meant to be rather than it getting crazy. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling still owns the trademark and the copyright to Bullet Club, so Bullet Club is not really going anywhere. Bullet Club can expand in the U.S. with uh, like the New Japan like following it, but you know you're not gonna see it in um, in WWE. They tried a version and it fucking sucked. So yeah. Um, essentially, my pick is definitely, um, Tama going all the way to, um, to New Japan, uh, the uh, New Japan Cup. That is what's going to happen. Um, I do not see anything else. Uh, like I said, this whole entire pick for the uh, New Japan Cup, it's all fantasy booking. Uh, these are my picks. This is why I told you why I, I picked them. Um, but yeah, Tama needs it more than anybody. Um, I'm still trying to find out ways to tell this story uh, for you guys to understand it deeply and better. Like what I do in my other videos, um, I was able to tell you uh, the story of Hangman and Kenny. I was able to tell you the story of Switchblade Jay White. Um, I still need to uh, do a podcast episode about Tama versus Okada in the G1. I still have not done that. Um, and that's really bad on my part. Um, but yeah, I really think that the New Japan Cup is going to be Tama's for the taking. Um, and that just might be me being a fangirl and wanting... Uh, Tama to get revenge um, on JY. I mean, we all do. We all want that because, like I said, you don't bite the hand that feeds you. If anything, if, uh, you know, if Jay was feeling some type of way or wanted something, like he could have just talked to any one of them. Um, but, like I said, JY does JY things the same way that Chris Bay does Chris Bay things. Um, but you don't, you know, fuck over somebody that brought you in as family. You just don't do that shit. Um, this is probably going to be the better um, Civil War Bullet Club storyline ever, just because the first time they did a Civil War between Kenny and uh, Cody, of course, it just had to be about like Cody and shit like that. Like, it makes no fucking sense. Um, that one I didn't really like. Um... That one, my loyalty was straight to Kenny and the, and the Young Bucks because I liked them better than, like, Cody and shit like that. So I sided with them easily. But when it came to... um going to switch here. When it came to this, of who I'm going to pick, if I'm going to pick Tama, if I'm going to pick Jay, as much as I support Jay White, my loyalty is never, is always going to be towards Tama. And, uh, you know, uh, it was said on Thomas Island last that wherever Thomas Island goes, you know, the Islanders go too. And uh, that is what is going to happen. Uh, going forward is definitely going to be uh, my loyalty towards Tama. 
And I'm still going to comment on everything, so don't think I'm not. Uh, but wherever the Islanders go, I go to. Um, wherever Tama wants to go with this, uh, we're going to have to see and we'll have to go with him. Um, and this is what I mean when, you know, wrestling is the best form of entertainment and sports all wrapped into one. This is a story that like you can relate to because you probably had that one friend that when you brought them into um, your family and gave them everything and helped them out and, you know, maybe you weren't uh, putting in the work as they see how it is, even though you are, uh, one day they go and stab you in the back. Now, what the fuck do you do, right? This is a story that's like relatable. And this is what I mean when I say that I appreciate New Japan Pro Wrestling. I appreciate certain companies and certain wrestlers when they are able to make stories like this feel very relatable to people. And that's why people gravitate towards wrestling and, you know, talk about it the way that they do and try to keep it kayfabe because I really do not care about any personal shit that, like, you know, that has nothing to do with stories. You know, um, it like, I don't really care about personal shit. I care about the story. I care about the characters uh, because this is an open-ended novella. There is no doubt about that. Like, this is an open-ended novella that, you know, puts a smile on my face, makes me forget about, you know, the miserable shit that I'm in um, for a little bit and help me be creative and help you guys understand that I can think outside the box when it comes to building stories, explaining why this works with this, this doesn't work with that. How do we fix this? What can we add to it? Like... I gave you scenarios in here about like, you know, what happens if we did get Fale versus Tama, like how that would play out and what mini story could that be in there? You know, like I said, Fale has a good way of judging people uh, for like their character, their work ethic, everything that, you know, they do because he's done this for so long. Tama on the hand does the same shit too. Uh, you know, Tama's a very smart guy. Um, from all the interactions like I've had with him, he's a smart guy. He wouldn't be as successful. He wouldn't be as um successful um, you know, as he is now. Uh, you know, the way that he listens to people, the way that uh, he picks up on things. Uh, just the way that he also moves in the ring and uh, when he fights his opponent. Yeah, he's a very good uh, learner as well. Um, you know, so, you know, this is what I love to do. I love breaking down stuff. I love figuring, figuring out puzzles. Um, and I love telling you why maybe, you know, I may want Okada versus Tama in the finals and Thomas a champion because in story he needs this. And then I might be like, oh, wait a minute, let me uh let me you know go back a couple of steps and what happens if we get Fale versus Tama and tell you a little bit story of what that makes sense. The same way over here where I had to um think about it. I was like, oh, what happens if like Loa goes over Shingo and we have Loa versus Chase, and then we have Loa versus Tama, like what kind of story that would be? Because obviously that's brother versus brother. 
Um, and one wants to set the world on fire and the other one, I don't know what he wants to do. Um, I don't know if he wants to like go kill Chris Bay or something or whatever, like go after him. Like, I don't know. I don't know what his motivation is. I do know that Tama wants to set the world on fire. And that's why like, you know, if we had Loa versus Tama, Tama's going over. He wants to set the world on fire. Um, or if we had Chase versus Tama. That would be the first um, cut for Tama to break down the Bullet Club because of what happened. Um, you know, little stories like that. Or the story of how, you know, El Phantasmo, you know, his character growth. And what would make his character better and stronger if he came over here and why he came over here. Um, you know, I truly, truly have a passion for this and I just love that I get to talk about it and I get to, um, you know, basically, um, tell you guys what I think, uh, with no sources, um, no copy and paste gang, no, none of that. Um, so yeah, um, I'm probably going to wrap it up here. Because I don't think I have anything else to say other than we went over the New Japan Cup in depth as to why, you know, I picked these people and all this kind of stuff. Again, credit to Sporta Pro Wrestling. Make sure to follow at the Chris Samsa uh, for this. Um, I don't know if I want to enter into the contest. Maybe I should. But um, if I don't, I don't. That's okay. Um, at least you guys know my picks here and stuff like that. Um, the other thing, too, is that we did start, you know, early, and I thought that that's because of, um, let me uh, take this out. Um, I could just, uh, you know, we started earlier because, um, that's not what I want to do. You know, we started earlier because I wanted to do a quick watch along with, uh, you know, the new show of uh, Corey and Carmella. But, you know, I ran into some technical, not really technical difficulties. Uh, it was on Peacock, but then I just got informed by my buddies that apparently it will be on after Raw. Um, I am not going to be turning on the uh, stream just for that. Uh, so we'll figure out um you know ways of how we're gonna do that um i just want to make content i want to make wrestling content i want to make sure that um i have enough wrestling content to talk about um and that's because like i said that's what i love to do and if you enjoy listening to this you can always support me at ko-fi.com forward slash marie underscore shadows where you can either give me a one-time no commitment donation or you can pick a membership or buy something from the shop or request a commission, whatever you want to do. But again, if you enjoy these breakdowns that I do, then by all means, support me there. Um, I showed you the mobile game, which was pretty cool. I really hope New Japan Pro Wrestling and I can have a partnership together where I show you more of the game and stuff like that. Like, I would love that. Um, the other thing, too, is that um, we went over New Japan News. Uh, Kota Ibushi is not going to be in any of the tournament because he's still not cleared. Um, so unfortunately for that, 
uh, we went over the New Japan Cup, and then we also talked about how Tama and Loa are no longer part of Bullet Club, as seen on uh, NJPW1972.com. Um, so I had fun. Um, I understand that, you know, everyone is working, so not everyone can, you know, uh, be here with me to watch the stream, but it's okay. Uh, we'll plan this better for the next time. Um, but I still wanted to have my promise of me going live anyway, and I went live and we talked about it. Um, so yeah, this is basically me saying that this is going to be the end of the stream. So you guys are going to be watching this and um, I'm going to still be talking for a little bit. So yeah, this definitely means the world to me. It really does. And I appreciate each and every one of you guys that either listens to this via anchor.fm forward slash square circle podcast and also on the rad rob radio network that means the world to me that you can if you can also support me on ko-fi.com forward slash marie underscore shadows any way you can to help out that's fucking great i love you guys Ooh, sorry that my uh my voice broke <laughs> I promise I'm not crying, guys. I'm not. <laughs> um, I've just been talking for so long, so my voice eventually breaks. So, yeah. If you guys can support me on ko-fi.com forward slash Marie underscore shadows, that is great. I do have merch over on T Public. If you guys see me on Twitter at Marie underscore shadows, that's where I post up all of my updates and everything like that. So follow me at Marie underscore shadows. I do also have a Discord. Um, Again, it will be up on uh, the Twitter side. I have a lot where you guys can follow me at, and I hope that you guys do. And yeah, I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode of me talking about everything New Japan Pro Wrestling. Again, you will be hearing this as a replay on twitch.tv forward slash square circle. I don't know, not square circle podcast. That was the one before. I always seem to fuck up during my live streams. I really do. Twitch.tv forward slash Marie underscore shadows is where you can watch this replay at. If you want to listen to the audio version, anchor.fm forward slash square circle podcast and youtube.com forward slash square circle podcast for replays and regular videos. I was going to say regular single videos, which makes, you know, it's still the same thing. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have a wonderful New Japan Cup pick because by the end of this tournament, it is going to be Tamatanga winning the New Japan Cup. And I really hope you enjoyed this whole entire stream. If you did, thank you for always being here. Thank you for always listening. And you have been listening to an episode of the Square Circle Podcast. I am your host, Marie Shadows, and I'll see you guys on the next one.